0: Please welcome, the liberator of the libido, Dr. Alex
1: Schiller! 98% of the human population is unfuckable. Don't be a part of the problem, be a part of the solution. Hello, sexy people. My name is Dr. Alex Schiller, and I never sleep alone unless I want to. I've had sexual intercourse with 3,140 nine people, and I'm going to help you do the exact same thing. You're
2: really going at it this week, huh?
1: Pool party in Belize. We were all very safe. I've been a published and practicing sociosexual advisor for 11 years. Before that, I was a veterinarian working abroad at the Royal Elephant Sanctuary in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Working with drugged up circus animals taught me how to deal with desperate people with short attention spans. So let's get to it. Today, we have a very special episode for you called Don't Ignore the Back Door, an episode dedicated to all things anal. And with me today on the panel, helping me answer your burning and non-burning anal questions are three extremely fuckable advisors our first efa is a double board certified general surgeon and colorectal specialist he is the creator of the happy Heine health symposium which has been presented nationally and i would definitely trust him with my ass welcome to nsa dr ellie Shockett. Hi,
3: dr alex thanks for having me
1: dr Shockett is what we in the pansexual community refer to as a dwarf a dad we'd all like to fuck That is true. She is an Emmy-nominated drag queen and recording artist that was the first contestant to be disqualified from RuPaul's Drag Race. She's the author of the best-selling book, Suck less, and she has a line of amazing cosmetics by the same name. She's also known for her viral YouTube hits, Chow Down at Chick fil A, and Boy Is a Bottom. And she just happens to be a sex positive power bottom with a heart of gold. Please welcome to the NSA podcast, the one, the only Willem. Hello,
4: good morning, good night.
1: Her fans call her baby magic. I call her goddess. She's a DJ producer, BDSM expert, musician, and half of the esoteric industrial duo Hex. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah Elizabeth Graves. Hello. We're ready to take our first caller, so slip into something sexy and pour yourself something delicious. We are drinking a bottle of Rosé de Serra, made by my gorgeous friend and fierce female winemaker, Amber Patton of Amber Vista Wines. She's been a dear friend of mine for many years. Amber Vista Wines is 100% black owned, and her wine is 100% delicious. Mmm. Oh. Mmm. I am very impressed, Amber. Get a bottle today at ambervistawines.com. And to go with my glass of rosé, I am wearing a sheer blush caftan with a gold bikini underneath that Amber Patton actually designed for me years ago when she was doing fashion. It
2: looks very good. The
1: rosé is flowing, our sphincters are relaxing, and it is time for our first caller. Jane from Anchorage. What are you wearing? What are you drinking? And what can we do for you?
0: Hi, I'm wearing my little, you know, lounging around the house black pajama set nice and cute Nice. and I'm just drinking some seltzer
1: all right hey seltzer can be fun four sober days a week keeps that body strong and sleek what can we do for you today
0: I have like a little problem with my partners we've been together for like six months and he wants to try anal and I'm not exactly opposed but my close friends have told me some like absolute nightmare stories about like bodily excrements getting all over the place it just being messy it being painful and like I know he really wants to try it and I'm not certainly close-minded, but I just don't want to like get into something that would be like embarrassing.
1: You need to realize that a little feces is just part of the fun. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it doesn't have to be dirty. It doesn't have to be messy. I've got a panel of extremely fuckable advisors, all well-versed in the dark arts, and they're all going to give you advice. Let's start with Willem. Willem, what advice do you have for Jane from Anchorage?
4: First of all, just get like a disposable enema and clean your butt out real good. That's the way to get around the shit problem and, like, don't have, like, Chili Mac before. And then second, you need to make sure your partner gets you ready back there and just eats your ass for however long it takes you to even like let him get his finger in he needs to take it slow i always tell people like if you break your toys you don't get to play with them so don't be like shoving your dick in not worrying about me because you got to get me along for this ride because <laughs> i literally am the ride like put a quarter in you gotta want it too
1: 100 and dr shock could you please tell our listeners who may not know what an enema is
3: an enema would be any irrigation you make a your They make bulbs, they make bags, they make commercially made ones with salt solutions. You know, you can go to any CVS or Walgreens, any pharmacy and get a, a $5 rubber enema that you can keep in your shower. It takes seconds to minutes to do a quick clean out. Anyone that's ever said to you, you know, let me go slip on to something more interesting, be back in five minutes. I mean, that's literally all it should take. You know, you don't need your entire colon claims. If you're super lucky, maybe you need eight to nine inches. Most people need six to seven. And at the end of the day, you know, that's all you need. And and if look, if something falls out, shit happens, right? And if the two of you are in a good space with communication, then you understand that that might happen despite your best efforts. Be smart, have a mattress cover on your bed. But, you know, if it happens, it happens. Laugh it off. Have another drink of wine, clean up and start over. And, and it's no big deal.
1: Yeah. And as long as you don't go to a dim sum buffet beforehand, it's probably not going to be a problem willem can you talk about the proper diet for some anal fun
4: yeah just make sure you get fiber in the night before you're gonna do it and then take another fiber pill that morning and then that should clean out whatever you have for breakfast or lunch and then like you get ready and then you're good for probably like five to six hours and then after that you start digesting and you'll need to re-clean that out but you could always fuck in the shower,
1: too. Shower is good for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the least of your problems. How old are you? You sound rather young to me. I'm 18. How long have you been having oral and vaginal sex? Three years, I think. All oh, right, girl. And do you enjoy it? Do you have mind-blowing orgasms? Do you feel one with your body? I
0: do. All right. Especially with my partner. Yeah.
1: Okay, fabulous. So you guys have been together for a while and you're ready to explore further.
0: Definitely.
1: All right. I just want to make sure it's something you're into too. And remember the TLC method, tease, lubricate, communicate, work your way up to it. Don't be shoving a dick in there. Start with tongue, move to fingers, lube, 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 use way more lube than you think you need to. Make the lubing up part of the arousal process. You know what I mean? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have any other specific questions you'd like to ask us? Uh, No, that was very helpful, so... Now I feel way more comfortable about doing it. And yeah, good news for my boyfriend. So,
1: <laughs> I recommend starting on top. Do you like being on top? Yes, that's my favorite. And you like having your boobs sucked? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'd recommend that. The first time you're going to try to ease very slowly his penis in there. Try that position or one of your other favorite positions. I would not start with doggy style if I were you.
3: Yeah, because you're in control of that too. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. In my office, we call that bottoms on top. You're absolutely right. It's the only way you can be in total control and and you can make it on your speed and not on his. Bottoms on top sent me. I'm the coalition treasurer. Outstanding.
5: Sarah Graves, do you have anything you'd like to add? I mean, I echo everything that's been said. I would definitely talk shit. I want you to talk to your partner and get really comfortable with what could happen. I want to also echo the shower. The shower is a magical place. So make sure you try it in there if you're feeling up to it and can get the angles right.
1: So is the hot tub. And if you guys have money to take yourselves on a little sexcation, I always love having anal sex in hotels. Don't know what it is. Maybe I've just seen a lot of old movies, but I love it. The hot tub is a great way to get in the mood, get relaxed, chlorine up there, you know, everyone's clean, go back to your room. Also, do you want to play with his ass at all?
0: Um, I'm open to it. I'm honestly like the idea also of like pegging, I wanna try, but I don't know how to approach him for that. Yeah,
1: I would start with the tongues, the rimmings, and the fingers before you get into pegging with him. But I do yeah, think definitely. you could do a little quid pro quo, and that could be kind of fun. Mm, definitely. I'm gonna lick your ass. You're gonna lick my ass. <laughs> I'm gonna stick a pinky. You're gonna stick a pinky. There's all sorts of games you could play.
6: Yeah.
4: I think a penis is a gift and you have to want it. And um, if it's not working, some just don't work in those holes. But I think that you should try everything once. Then like maybe one more time, just to be sure, because you may not like it the first time. And then if you don't and you can't relax enough to get it in, you can always try poppers. I like Double Scorpio. They have seasonal blends. There's a white sapphire blend. That's real nice.
1: We at the NSA podcast are not necessarily condoning the use of poppers, but if one wanted to find poppers, Willem, where do you find poppers?
4: Uh, I like Double Scorpio. They're a brand out of Austin.
1: Two hits and anything fits. If you're going to play with poppers, please do your research and please be safe. All right.
4: Yeah, I love research
1: too. Willem can have her fun all day with the poppers. But here's the thing I think all of these things, and yes, I love champagne with anal, but the first time I had anal, I was sober, and you should be too. You know what I'm saying? You should not be trying any new sexual activity under the influence of something because you need to make sure your body likes it. Because if you're dulling your senses with whatever substance you like, you run the risk of hurting yourself. I think once you know that you like it and once your body has accepted this inside of it, then in the future you can drink a little more, papa popper, if that's what you're into. I'm not condoning it, but... You can explore with the substances later, but first you need to explore with your body. Chef Daria has something he would no, like just to... No, very end.
2: brief. You know, if you if you find it psychologically exciting and it's just a physical problem, the physical problem you will resolve it uh, step by step.
1: Step by step is the key phrase there. Just go slow. Do not rush to take his big, beautiful cock up your sweet, tight ass. Go slow. <laughs> yeah. Start with talking. Move to tongue. Move to fingers move to the hot tub, move into the hotel room, take a bath, take a sip or two of something, do not be too drunk, and have fun. Mm -hmm.
4: Thank you. And in conclusion, what what in the butt?
1: (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Stay bold, stay beautiful,
0: stay fuckable. Thank you for having me.
6: Why
1: Shouldn't I? All right. In Why Shouldn't I, you tell us something you really want to do, and we tell you whether you should or shouldn't do it. And on today's Why Shouldn't I, we have Donna from Detroit. Donna, what are you wearing? What are you drinking? And what can we do for you? Hi, I'm wearing a black tank
7: top and I'm drinking a glass of tea. Mm -hmm. I'm married and I recently have a baby, my first. Uh, She's six months now.
1: Congratulations.
7: Thank you. And um, I wanted to ask, why shouldn't I have anal
1: sex with my husband while I'm pregnant. Oh, you pregnant again? No, but it's very possible. Ah, so you don't want to get pregnant unless you know you can take it up the butt while you're pregnant. I don't want to get pregnant. I get that. Yep, it's too soon for another one. (laughs) All right, but when you get pregnant again, you want to know why shouldn't you have anal sex when you're pregnant. All right, we're going to take it to the medical doctor on this, Dr. Ellie Shocket, double board certified surgeon, colorectal specialist. Why shouldn't she?
3: What poor soul told you that pretty much any sex is okay while you're pregnant, if it's something you want. So I guess the real question is, did you enjoy it when you're not pregnant? And if so, you should be able to enjoy it just as much when you are pregnant, if not more because of the other changes in your body.
7: I haven't tried anal yet, but I'm open to it for the future because I don't want to get pregnant again too soon.
3: Then, Then the real question is, you know, how do I get started? I would definitely recommend trying it for the first time while not pregnant.
1: All right. So we have
3: two issues. One
1: is how to get into anal sex. And two is if you end up getting pregnant again, even though he's only ejaculating into your asshole, which, by the way, can happen, and it's usually from the fingers. Am I right, Doctor Shocket?
3: Uh, yeah, or just from just from leakage. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, be careful, all right? Also, you're 25, you're at the peak of your fertility, young lady, and you sound pretty freaky, and fertility loves frivolity. So, Dr. Shocket, give her the advice on being an anal beginner and then give her some advice on if she does get pregnant, how far into her pregnancy can she continue to take it up the butt?
3: go easy. If it hurts, don't do it. Most people when they try it will often have a glass or two of wine. So that would be a reason to try it for the first time while not pregnant. But no, I would typically recommend starting with fingers and then moving on to smaller toys before you would try a general average size male erect penis. A lot of people sort of go too fast and don't take their time and don't ease into it. And then they have bad experiences and they don't want to come back to it. So have very good communication with your partner. They have to be realizing that it's not about them and they need to go super slow and respect your boundaries and, and listen to your body and listen to your voice. And you need to be very outspoken. Don't don't think you're going to push through the pain and then wait till after to let them know how horrible it was.
1: Yep. Use the TLC method, as I like to call it, Tease lubricate, communicate. You understand? Yep. All right. Start small and then go large, if you're feeling. (sighs) We have someone in the spank bank who would like to give you some advice on beginning your anal adventure. Claire from Ohio. Claire, welcome to the podcast.
7: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. What are you wearing? What are you drinking? Where are you? Um, I am actually in the basement of my family's church. I am in some fleece, black sweats, and a red sweater, and I'm drinking tea.
1: Tom just slipped me a note that says you are a devout Christian, which is wonderful. You know, here on the NSA podcast, nobody is judged for their desires, beliefs, or activities as long as they are legal, safe, sane, and consensual. You know, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was raised a devout Christian. Did you know that about me, Chef Dario?
2: I was uh, raised a blasphemous Catholic.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I'm more of a pansexual pagan, but uh, I didn't have sex till I was almost 21. So now, um, it also says here you are a virgin. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, but you have advice to give to Donna on her anal adventure. I'm very eager to hear your advice.
7: Yes. So uh, my boyfriend and I have been in a committed relationship for about three years now, and we both believe that pleasure is a part of our connection to God and our love for each other. Amen. And we have had enough communication and conversation to talk about what that means for both of us. Part of that is experimenting. So I have a little bit of experience in this.
1: Okay. So how would you advise that she begin to explore the back door?
7: Well, I think the first thing you have to do is really talk about it. It tends to be something taboo or something that can be embarrassing to bring up sometimes. But I think the beautiful thing about getting closer to someone is the openness that it allows. So this conversation is going to make a step forward for you guys. And I think the more comfortable you are with it in your hearts and in your souls, the more comfortable your bodies will probably be. Wow. I think that is very good advice. And
1: how far have you and your boyfriend gone anally, Claire,
7: if I may ask? Um, We both have experienced penetration.
1: Fabulous. Okay. So he has also experienced penetration from you. Yes. Pegging, as we call it. Yes, pegging. Yes. Fabulous. Do you mind staying on with us in the Spang bank for the next calls we got coming up? Not not at all. I love it. Well, we are very happy that you are here. I think that it's absolutely wonderful. And I totally get wanting to save your vaginal virginity till marriage. I was raised by devout Christians. You know, my father was major in the military. My mother, before she became a devout Christian, was a prostitute in Vietnam. And they met in Vietnam, got married, moved back to the States, had me. I'm basically what happens. You know, if the musical Miss Saigon would have had a happy ending. My vaginal virginity was very, very important to me. I do think waiting to have vaginal sex is a good thing, and more women should do it, because I think you really get to know your body before you let someone go sticking something in there. And the risks that come with vaginal sex from a disease standpoint and a pregnancy standpoint are pretty high, so make them give you orgasms in every other hole before you let them in
3: there. That's what I say.
1: Dr. Shockett has something he would like to add. Yes, doctor?
3: Just getting back to the uh, topic of sex during pregnancy, Let's make it very clear that unless your doctor tells you you can't do it, you can do anything you want during pregnancy, maybe short of electricity play. But really, any hole is open for business between the placenta and the amniotic fluid. Any fetus or baby is in a serious safe capsule. And no matter how uh, good you think your stud is, he's not going to hurt the baby. So keep having fun. There's some specific medical conditions that your doctor may tell you you should avoid. To be honest, those are usually going to be avoiding vaginal intercourse and anal play may still be okay. So just talk to your doctor if you have a question,
2: but otherwise, keep on fucking.
1: Chef Dario, you ever had sex with a pregnant lady?
2: Not that I know of.
3: Actually, sex while pregnant is amazing.
1: Uh, It's the only reason I have ever considered getting pregnant. Just to have sex while I'm pregnant. That's the only reason. All right, let's take it to our next caller. Thank you so much, Donna from Detroit. Let us know how it goes. Stay bold, stay beautiful, stay fuckable. Bye.
6: Your body is a temple, and the back door of your temple was meant to be worshipped. Introducing Southern Butter, the new Intimates collection by Green Goo, plants with purpose. Greengoo.com Awaken your senses with our calendula massage oil. Heighten your awareness with the cool, mint tingle of Enhance. Surrender to the smooth and long-lasting glide of our intimate body butter. And bask in the afterglow with Backdoor Balm, the ultimate in anal aftercare. GreenGoo.com Southern Butter products are made with organic oils infused with fresh herbs to maximize potency. Use our discount code. NSA20 at GreenGoo.com for 20% off. GreenGoo.com. Southern Butter Intimates by Green Goo. Do it naturally.
1: All right, let us take our next caller. We have Joaquin from Williamsburg. What are you wearing? What are you drinking? And what can we do for you?
3: I'm currently in my
8: polo. I just got off work and I have a glass of whiskey with me. So I was just wondering, uh, do women ever feel pleasure from having anal sex? Because I feel like it's mostly all pain.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you might be doing something wrong, you know. I think uh, for most people, it takes some time to get into receptive anal sex. There's more to great anal than sipping some wine and arching your back. But that is a great place to start. So every time you've had anal sex with a woman, she says it hurts?
8: Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I've tried it like twice with my girlfriend, and it just, every time it seems like it's hurting her more than pleasure, you know?
1: Are you as well endowed as you sound?
8: Uh, I'm, all right.
1: (laughs) You're all right. I like the humility. I like that you're humble. All right. First thing you need to understand, the arousal process is way longer for women than it is for men. So, you know, are you really taking the time to get her into it?
8: Yeah, spend more time if that's what it needs.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I always say TLC, tease, lubricate, communicate, but I want to put some of our experts on and hear what they have to say. Let's take it to Sarah Graves. What advice do you have for him?
5: I love anal. I really enjoy being fucked in the ass. Not only because that's like my preferred way of engaging in sexual activity, but also because it makes me feel like a dirty little slut. So (laughs) that's fun. Same Z. For me, it has to happen slowly and it has to not be the prime focus. As a woman, I really enjoy the pre-show just as much as I enjoy the movie. So I would definitely work up to it and literally turn her on as much as you can, which by the sound of it shouldn't be so hard for you Mm-hmm.
1: shouldn't be so hard claire is typing yes 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 all right we've got claire our vaginal virgin who takes it up the butt claire what did you want to say
7: you know i just wanted to say i know when we started i was definitely self-conscious it felt like that was the thing. That was the thing we were worried about. And it, it didn't work because that's all I thought about. But when there are other things going on and the point is a connection, then things seem to work a lot easier that way.
1: I 100% agree. I think it, you know, it can't be the main course. It's just got to be part of the sexual buffet as it were. Is this something that you've been kind of obsessing about with her? How did how did you do it the first time? How did it happen and why did it
5: happen?
8: Um, it was just our anniversary. We to try something different you know but it just seemed a little like she was hurting so we we scratched it off and (laughs) went to the vagina you know you
1: can never use too much lube so are you using lube?
8: Um, yeah, we used we
2: used some of that. Yeah. Some?
1: You need to use a lot, all right? Just pour the bottle in there. Okay. <laughs> Chef Dario has something he wants to add. Go on.
2: So, yeah, definitely don't make it the main topic of conversation. Yeah. I had many girlfriends and we wanted to do lube anal and they never did it. And I and I went through that process a few times. Do you eat her ass? Ah, uh, yeah. And she likes that. Yeah. So keep doing that. Does she like a finger? She's getting used to the finger, honestly. She's. All right. So keep doing that. At a certain point, also, you're going to have to accept if, if you keep, let's say, a soft sell, eating her ass and giving her all sorts of pleasures in all sorts of ways. And she still doesn't want to be penetrating in the ass more than uh, the tip of her finger while you have vaginal sex. You're going to have to accept the fact that maybe it's just not for her. You know, some women, they love it. And some women, they just don't want it.
1: But she does seem open to wanting to try? Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I want to get some more advice from Dr. Shockett, our colorectal specialist. I want to tell you what works for me, though. A, you know, I do need to be really relaxed. I find that wine or champagne helps. You know, Moe all day makes it right at night for my back door. (laughs) I find that it's very good to tease it, though it shouldn't be the main event. It should be something you're both looking forward to and something that's, you know, naughty and, oh, you can't get in there yet. And also you to her, I'm not going to give it to you yet. And just playing with your tongue, your fingers, and maybe start to incorporate some small and very, very well lubricated butt plugs and make that part of the teasing sensual game. I also love it. So you guys are fluid bonded. You have sex without condoms.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
1: we do. Okay, great. I love it when someone gives me a head-to-toe massage with massage oil or coconut oil. It's absolutely wonderful because it tastes good, too. And while you're giving her a full-body massage, just start massaging that back door a little bit and lubricating it as you go. In terms of positions, I really like being on top so that I can control it. So you're kind of sitting up or laying down and she's on top. Have you tried that position yet?
0: No,
8: no, they know.
1: Okay. I find that doggy style is not a good place to start. You need to be looking at each other and connecting. Okay. So any position where you can be doing that is great. Also, once I come, everything clenches up and nothing is getting in there. So I would say she shouldn't come before something is in that asshole. Ladies, would you agree
5: with me on that? I would. I definitely would. It's a different sensation after you come for sure. Yeah,
1: it's just for me, everything tightens up and nothing's getting back in there for another 30 minutes. So I would say tease, 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 maker want it, but no coming until either a butt plugs in there to keep it open or until you've gotten the tip of your cock in there at least. And also, you know, you don't have to go all the way in right away.
7: Um, edging has been a really great way for myself to get the most pleasure I can. Can you explain what
1: edging is to our listeners, please, Claire?
7: Absolutely. So edging is when you get close to climax and you allow yourself to plateau a little more so you don't quite have the release. Okay. So it kind of allows a body to not fully release yet and enjoying that pleasure of not fully releasing. A.K.A. the way I like to spend a Saturday. <laughs> all
1: right, thank you, Claire. Dr. Shocket, do you have something you'd like to add?
3: So, Akeen, I think you actually already told us what the problem is because when you were asked about putting a finger in there, you said she's getting used to it. At the end of the day, if she's just getting used to a finger, then you've tried putting a dick in two times too many. You're getting there. It sounds like you're doing all the right stuff. She's into it. Just keep going along that path and don't rush it. There's post-traumatic stress there. You know, when it hurts once or twice, you know, you have that extra stress of, you know, thinking it's going to hurt the next time. So I would take anal sex out of the picture for a while. I would just use your mouth, use your fingers, maybe use small toys, not even go to that next step until she's begging for it. And I think you'll find that you'll have a much better experience, you know, from that standpoint, in terms of you know, the idea of finishing, there's no question. If you're having a vaginal or a penile orgasm or even a total body orgasm through the use of anal stimulation, either either to the female's G-spot or to the male prostate, that clenching of the muscle is part of what makes the orgasm feel so good. So yeah, the anal area is supposed to become a, a closed trap door at that point. That means your body's working the way it's supposed to work and the orgasm was good. Right. Some people can reset in a minute. Some people need 30 and another bottle of Moet. That's just different for different people. Yeah. So you need to learn your body there's plenty of other things to do in that 30 minutes, which can keep you guys busy. So I think you're on the right track. I think if you just keep going slow and don't push it, you'll get there.
2: Just out of curiosity, because it uh, came up a couple of times in this conversation, and I'd just like to do a survey to whom applies. So did you and would you take a butt plug before you lose your anal virginity? Because in all the cases that I experienced, of course, on the other side, that would have never entered the conversation. That's already like, Way too scary.
1: Well, that's because you're Catholic and from Milan. So
2: you took a butt plug before you lost your anal virginity. You didn't
4: have a hairbrush when you were a kid or a cucumber. You never went in the fridge. I never put it back, though. (laughs) I would always throw it out
1: after. Let's all go around as a panel. What's the first thing that you had up your ass? Willem, go. Fingers,
4: hairbrush, cucumber. After that, I forget. Anything.
1: My own fingers and my own hairbrush as well. Yep. Was it a round brush? It was a round brush, but it wasn't the pointy end. Claire, the vaginal virgin, what was the first thing you ever had up your sweet Christian Heine?
7: Uh well we started with fingers and then we did use a small plug. Sarah Graves, same question.
5: I was in the candy aisle in a drugstore and I saw something that might just go up there quite nicely and it did. Okay and then with a partner it was strap-on play right away because BDSM aspects there for myself.
1: Dr. Shockett, care to answer the
3: question? No, I'm just thinking about the candy aisle. I'm thinking about the rainbow string of gumballs. That's where my head went on that one. But fingers for me, and and uh, that's been okay.
1: I would say my first time with a partner, it was fingers. But then, did I take a butt plug with a partner before I took... Before I took a whole penis, yes. But I took half a penis first. Ah, huh, memories. Tom?
2: I essentially made my own dildo. Remember when you had the blank CDs and they used to have the cartridge, which is a little thing that stuck up? I was really concerned about hurting myself. So I would put like a towel around one of those CD cartridges with the thing that stuck up and then plastic around that. And then I I, I was like, I wonder how this feels. And that was my first thing. Wow, Tom. Ingenious, right? Yeah,
1: when I was trying to build up in size, I got a job at the Yankee Candle Company (laughs) and some condoms and, uh, you know. A lot of things you could do with that employee discount. Joaquin from Williamsburg, thank you so much. Stay bold, stay beautiful, stay fuckable. Good luck.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Hey, it's me,
4: Willem. Did you used to suck? Not in a good way.
1: Do you sometimes still
4: suck? Do you want to suck less? Before, when I still sucked, I was never an Emmy-nominated makeup artist slash dragstress, and I was also never kicked off a competition drag reality show, but look at me now! Once I figured out how to suck less, I wrote a book. And then I had my own cosmetics company, which is Suck Less Face and Body, so I could help people suck less like me. So let me recommend Suck Less Face and Body, made especially for those who want to suck less. We got you, boo.
1: All right, let us take our next caller, Sandy from San Fran. What are you drinking, what are you wearing, and what can we do for you?
8: Hi, um, I'm drinking an iced coffee and wearing a crop top.
1: You're wearing a crotchless what? A crop top. Oh, a crop top. What
8: color? Black and white, striped.
1: Mm-hmm. And are you porky-pigging it down below, or you got pants on? What's happening down there? I have a skirt on,
8: matching underwear, so I feel coordinated. I, I feel like I, I plan for the day. I feel good.
1: Oh, well, thank you. We appreciate you putting effort into it. What can we do for you?
8: Okay, so I'm seeing someone, and I've been seeing them for a while, and they... Um, I don't know how to well they want to fuck me which is fine that's great but they have to use a strap to do it and I've been with guys and it's fine it just is like okay let's do this this is good whatever for some reason the strap is giving me, like, a mental block. Like, I have so much trouble with it, and I don't know why. All
1: right, so just to clarify in medical terms, so you've taken a cock up the ass before, correct? Yeah. But you don't like the strap-on. Okay, so let me ask you something. Um, How long have you been having sex with penises?
8: Not too long. Maybe, like, two years. Two years, all
1: right. And how long have you been having sex with strap-ons? Uh, about a year. All
5: right, Sarah, you got some
1: advice to give Sandy on this.
5: I do. Hi, Sandy. When it comes to fucking... With a strap-on as opposed to dick. There's a lot of connection there. And if you're not used to making that connection of human-to-human contact, it could feel different and it could feel new. Anal is an interesting thing because there's a lot that can go wrong and you have to go slow. So I would suggest trying other things with the strap-on to, like, go down on it or play with it. I'm sure your partner will love it. I'm sure you'll be able to get in the headspace better. And I think you'll have a really fun time. If it's new
1: to you, it's going to take a while to get used to it. And I think Sarah's totally right that you've got to establish that connection. Will from WeHo in the Spank Bank has something he would like to contribute. Oh, Will, welcome back.
5: Thank you, Dr. Alex. Will, am I
1: going to regret this?
4: No, listen. This was a, this was a problem for me for over a decade. You know, I went through some very lonely patches and bought myself a dildo. And I started off very small, and I had such a hard time. And usually, I can take a you know a girthy penis, but I could not get this little dildo in my butt. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I did. I went inside. I focused on my fantasy, and I let the fantasy lead my way. So if I had a a wonderful situation where I was on a beach and a swarthy gentleman was coming around me, I'll tell you what, that dildo, felt real because I was in my fantasy. That's all, Dr.
1: Alex. I just, I, I wanted to bring that up. That is very relevant and concise advice, Will, from WeHo. I like you again. I do think that sometimes getting out of your head can help you get into your body. Let's talk about positions. Have you, have you experimented with different positions with the strap on?
8: Well, usually I, I try and start on top because that's easiest for me. If someone's fucking you with their dick, you're kind of like, okay, well, that's your body part and that feels good to you and I'm making you feel good right now by being here. And I, I think that maybe part of the disconnect for me is it's hard for me to get over like, okay, that's a piece of rubber that like you you stuck to your torso. What is that like for you? That's the thing I spend so much time wondering about. And I think that's part of what takes me out of it is I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what does this feel like to them?
1: Well, why don't you have that conversation in the moment? Dirty talk. Does this feel good to you? Do you like fucking me with that big cock? I mean, as someone who has you strap-ons on people, I can tell you it does feel good we're getting off on it mentally we're getting off on it physically we're getting off on it emotionally have that conversation in the moment the same way you would dirty talk to someone who's fucking you with a dick dirty talk to someone who's fucking you with a strap on okay
8: that makes a lot of sense thank you
5: sarah do you find that that is valid advice yeah I do. I think that's great advice. Whatever can put you in the moment will help. And when it comes to anal and you're really connecting with someone with a strap-on, it's so important to just have that communication, have that talk with them, get the feedback of like, oh, I really like this. This feels really good. Because, I mean, let's be honest, if someone is fucking you with their cock, you can get that feedback really easily. But when we move to strap-on play, we need to have that emotional and physical connection and we need to know what we're doing is turning our partner on
1: okay i think so too any other questions sandy from san fran
8: i guess that's it you've given me a lot to work with
1: have fun and let us know how it goes all right remember to communicate thank you All right, my sexy listeners, we are out of time, but we still have so many people with anal questions waiting in the spank bank that we are going to make this a two-part episode and come back to you next week with our panel of extremely fuckable advisors, Dr. Shockett, Sarah Elizabeth Graves, aka Baby Magic, and the one, the only, Willem. You can find Dr. Ellie Shocket at sflcolorectal.com. You can follow Sarah Graves on Instagram at baby underscore M-A-G-I-C-K. And you can follow Willem at W-I-L-L-A-M. Be sure to follow us at Never Sleep Alone. Subscribe if you want to be invited to my shows and parties around the world. Until next time, my lovely listeners, stay bold, stay beautiful, stay fuckable.
6: Dr. Alex is not a real doctor. Her degree was purchased online. The views expressed in this podcast are based solely on her personal experience and should not be taken as medical advice. Names have been changed to protect the fuckable.